Somebody say breakthrough this morning. Come on, say breakthrough. Breakthrough, breakthrough. How many are you ready for your breakthrough? Come on, how many are you ready for your breakthrough? Come on, I'm going to get my breakthrough. I'm not going to stay the same anymore. It is my time to go forward. Amen. Come on, it's my time to go forward. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for what you're doing at this moment. Continue to move upon our hearts. Sanctify our minds. That we may interpret your divine will and your call in the mighty and matchless name. Father, we ask you to continue to speak. If you don't speak, we have nothing to say. And if you don't move continually, we have nothing to do. We put our total dependence on you. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you love him, can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Philippians 3 for it with me. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. How many are you excited about being in the house of God this morning? Ah, I feel hungry in this place. Hallelujah. How many of you know that there's no feeling without hunger? The Bible says those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So the principle of growth is always learning how to be hungry. So sometimes you got to learn how to provoke yourself to get hungry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to learn how to stay hungry. Never think you had enough. Never think you have enough of God. Never, never... Come on, the, the place that you think you got it, that's where you stay stale and stagnant. And so sometime I got to learn that where I am is just a tip of the iceberg of where he's trying to take me. Some of us approve where we are because of the, those who've been behind us never had it. But how many of you know, even though I'm not in Egypt, I need to learn how to continue into the promised land. Come on, I might be in the middle. It might be better than where I come from, but I need to learn how the principles that govern where I'm going. Come on, somebody say I'm learning the principles. That govern where I'm going. Hallelujah. So I'm going to learn to go forward. Amen. This morning, we're going to continue on in learning how to interpret divine elevation. Learning how to interpret what? Divine elevation. There's a difference between carnal or worldly elevation. And I don't like to say worldly. We, 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 we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But, but we have to understand that there's a God elevation. But if we're not understanding how to interpret it, sometimes what God called us to live in, we only visit because we don't know how to hold it. Ah, I'm going to say that again. Sometimes we visit places that God wants us to learn to live in, but we only can visit there because we don't know how the principles that govern that arena. And if you don't interpret your enemies pro properly, you keep letting them get you out the table from where you're supposed to live. And so we're going to learn how to interpret where we are and what we're doing so we stop getting from the table that was made for us. Come on, that I learn how to hold the blessing that God has for me. That I learn to hold some stuff. Come on, how many of you ready to hold some stuff? I'm tired of visiting places and, and telling my testimony of the past. I want to tell my testimony of now. Come on, some of, come on, we got testimony of what God did, but what about what he's doing? I, I read in my Bible that he's a now God. Now faith is. So sometimes I got to learn how to keep a progressive faith. That's good for what he did, but what he did is supposed to point me for what he's doing. So if I only got a testimony for what was, I might be missing what he's doing for the now. Somebody say, I'm going to get my now testimony. Hallelujah. Come on, my daily bread. My, come on, my daily bread. Hallelujah. God wants to feed you daily.
God wants to feed you what? Which means start getting up and saying, thank you for my daily bread. Thank you for my daily revelation. Man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that pro. Which means if you don't have a word to start your day, you're going to look for one out there. Uh, that's why you're angry. That's why you're fussing. That's why you're arguing. Because you didn't start with your daily bread. Because where you're not feeding from God, you're going to feed from them. Come on, tell somebody, I'm not going to be needy anymore. <laughs> I'm going to learn to feed in the right place. So when I get in the wrong place, I'm not looking for you to approve me. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to look for your, your, your accelerator. I'm not looking for your approval. I got my daily bread this morning. When you get your daily bread, you can start feeling. Uh, if y'all don't notice, we already started. <laughs> if you didn't get your daily bread, you're needing a filling. How many of you want to learn how to stop arguing? Yeah. I love BCC. We're so honest. Holly, <laughs> Pastor, come on, get, teach me how to get out of there. I'm not, uh, she almost got it, Pat. He almost got it. How many other? But, but, but the secret is you got to learn how to get your daily bread. Because what you're looking from them for, they might not have the altitude or the fortitude to give you what you think you're trying to get from them. And so if you're not getting that daily bread, you're always needy. You can't walk in the light. You can't give a gift because you're needing one. So you're walking as if you're going to give something, but you're needing something. That's why when you try it, it don't work. You mad because you didn't really come with a gift because a gift says, listen, whether you like it or not, it was a gift. It was free. That's why Jesus said, be careful of your pride and arrogance because you didn't get what you got for free. Come on, I didn't pay for this. This was a gift from God. It wasn't by works. It was by the grace of God. So we're going to learn how to walk in that grace so we can go give gifts. I don't know about you, but I believe that the harvest is plentiful. We don't have a harvest problem. We have a labor problem. But the labor problem is because we're not getting our daily bread. And if we can learn to feed the right things, we can go give off what we've been feeding on. But if we don't get what we need to feed on, we're trying to give the letter where we haven't really fed by that letter. Are y'all hearing me? So God is trying to give you the tools and the tactics for you to come into your divine assignment and alignment. Somebody say divine alignment assignment. Divine alignment. Come on, I want to come into my divine alignment assignment. When I can come into my divine alignment assignment, guess what? I'm not needy. Because anything that's not in the divine alignment, guess what? It's not a part of my... Uh, oh, we're mo we moving somewhere. So if you're not a part of this alignment... I might be, have to be careful of what I'm, how I'm dealing with you. If what you're saying to me is not a part of the, uh, if how you're handling me is not a part of the, uh, you might not be a part of my. Uh, so I can't give legitimacy to voices. That's not a part of my divine alignment. Assignment. Some of these uh, we're sitting down because we're giving legitimacy to lower level movement. 
where God is trying to keep you to live on a higher level playing field. So this morning, I'm going to help you understand how to stay high. Somebody say, stay high. stay high. Come on, there's a high call, and if there's going to be a high call, that means there can be a low call. But I don't know about you, but I'm not going to live on the low call. Come on, I, I'm not going to stay on the low call. I need to learn how to get to that. I don't care who didn't get there, but I'm going to learn to get there. I don't care who didn't cross the bridge, but I'm going to learn to cross that bridge. Come on, I'm tired of the stop, the stop, the, the stop sign. You're supposed to go there. I ain't tell you to stop at McDonald's and stop at Chick-fil-A. And I told you to stay on the high call. Glory to God. Somebody said Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Hallelujah. Philippians 3. We're going to read verse 8. We're going to read a lot of scripture. Y'all ready? This is the church. Hallelujah. And we're going to read verse 8, and I'm going to stop at 14, and we'll go on from there. And it read, yet indeed, I also count all things a loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered all the loss of all things. I've suffered the loss of how many things? things. Of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. So your own righteousness is from the law. Ah, we got to slow down and read sometimes. Your own righteousness is from the from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. If by any means I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I already have attained, I am already perfected, but I press on. It's not that I'm already perfected, but I what? I press on. That I may lay hold of that which is of Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself as to ha- apprehend it, but one thing I do, excuse me, forgetting those things which are be. Ah, forgetting those things which are be behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Mm. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? You may be seated. One of the things, and I just shared with this with you, if there is a high calling, there could be a a low calling. And if I don't interpret the high calling, I could be operating from a low calling. It is a danger to be satisfied with a low calling. It is a danger to be uh, comfortable in a low calling. How many of you know you can make good money and be in a low calling? How many of you know you can do some stuff in earth and be at a low calling? But when we learn to kick the high calling, we come into divine purpose, we come into divine peace, we come into divine prosperity, and we're not, uh, you're not easily manipulated, and you have something divinely, generationally, uh, something generationally, divinely to hold. How many of you want to get divine access? Come on, generational, generational wealth divinely. Come on, anything that you don't have that's divine, it doesn't stick. 
What, what does it matter that you work a good job, leave a million dollars and your children can't hold it because you didn't leave nothing? That's eternal value. So if you're not learning to build eternal value, whatever you're building, it won't hold in the first place. God does not look at things individually. He looks at things generationally. Somebody say generationally. Which means if I don't get an eye for generationally, I might need to check my eye. Because most of us are so stuck in individualism that we're missing the interpretation of what God is trying to do generationally. I don't know about you, and I'm not saying I don't, I don't pick culture, and I know we have the argument with the money and all that stuff with, with the, you know, different colors, and, and I get it. But the problem with the church is we got to learn how to do what the Bible said we can have. I don't know about you, my children, has, we should have generational wealth. But generationally, we've been living paycheck to paycheck. Oh, come on. Now, see y'all. y'all, Come on. It's time for the church to speak up. Let's talk the truth. Shame the devil. Is it real or is it not? Tell somebody, you got to prove some stuff. You can, Listen, it's time to prove what you say. I don't know about y'all. I don't go to no church that can't prove what you. You know, you can say it for a little longer, but I've been there for five years. I need to see something working. A couple of months now, Pastor. I need to see. You've been saying that for the last 10 years, huh? Come on. You got to know the principles that govern what you say. So God is trying to help us to understand, number one, for us to hit that high calling, you're governed by a different government. For the Bible says the kingdom of God is with in you, which means you don't live by this carnal government. You abide to it, but you, that's not your first government. Your first government is the kingdom that's with in you. So let me ask you, what's really leading you? Because you keep telling me that well, the government said you can do that, but what, what government are you talking about? You keep telling me that they said you. Who is they? <laughs> who is they? Because if you led by the spirit to government, you're led by your different governing factors. This is different license. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So for us to understand the high call that's in Christ Jesus, you got to understand the mark and there's a prize, but you got to understand what government you're governed from. Somebody say, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the kingdom government, kingdom of God. Come on. Come on. I'm a kingdom ambassador. Come on. I, I represent the king. I, I don't represent myself. I represent a king and a kingdom. Come on. How many of you represent a king and a kingdom? Come on. You don't go to work representing your boss. I, I'm, I'm a part of this system, but I represent a king and a kingdom. And the reason why I'm here is not for where you think I'm here. I'm not here just for a paycheck. I'm here to get government access to higher realms in this. I'm looking for the portals where I can engage, let heaven to come down here on earth. Come on, where, where you going is heaven coming and down. Are, are you bringing the kingdom with you? Or are you still waiting on God to do something? Tell somebody, stop waiting on God. It's already done. So if it's already done, I'm not really waiting on God. I'm waiting on me. 
You know, it's interesting. Believers love that past. I'm waiting on God. No, you ain't. Mm, no, you ain't. You waiting on your soul to catch up with that spirit in you because your soul has issues. But I got to learn how to submit to the spirit in me. And that spirit will open up the realm of what we call the anointing. And that anointing will start to express itself outside of me. Jesus said that spirit that's within us can also liberate and uh, uh, liberate our bodies, our mortal flesh. Which means you're not even supposed to walk as a mortal flesh. Ah, I'm going to leave that alone. Let's stick to this here. But see, we like to live natural. How many of y'all heard Christians say, we still natural? I'm still a man. Yeah, you are. I'm still human. Yeah, but you're not supposed to be governed by your humanity. That's why God said, when you have come to Christ, you have become a new creation. A new Creation, creature, a new creation, which means you're more spiritual than you're supposed to be natural. But you keep you, 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 you're allowing yourself to live on a lower level logic from a carnal theology of lower level people. Which means you're supposed to go to the meeting, have more knowledge than everybody in the meeting. Because you got the mind of because you have the mind of. Now, what was the mind of Christ? What was in the mind of Christ? Huh? Oh, all things. Oh, so you can know all things. Well, you know, Pastor, I got to wait for my degrees. Your degree wasn't about your knowing all things. Can I help you? All right, let me stick to my man. Your degree wasn't about your knowing all things. I know all things before the degree. The degree just gave me the paper to interpret the way they do it. I'm trying to help you get somewhere. See, you think you go to school to be like them. No, 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 no. I have the mind of Christ. I'm learning this to see how y'all move it. And when I understand how you move it, now I put on it the way he move it, and I intertwine it and collaborate it, and I package it a different way to bring the kingdom in that system. Come on, how many of you want to turn some systems? But you got to learn how to keep the mind of Christ. Stop living on a lower level logic. Stop approving that stuff. When I come in to me, I come with an attitude that I got the mind of Christ. You know, I was in a college class one time. I don't know why y'all bring me down here. I'm trying to stick to the. I was in a college class one time and, and, and they were talking about we were talking about human trafficking. And they were just dogging the people that was the, 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 that was uh, 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 violating the victims. But I start asking questions like, but what about the people that's doing the violation? Where did they come from? Because we always look at the victim. But we never look at the person who's doing the. So I just ask some questions because you're the you're the professor. So you're supposed to know these levels that govern why this event had come to the fruit of this. But see, when you go in depth, there are things that are not considered in the flesh that are in the spirit. Which means you need to consider all things. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? All right, let me back up there because I got an assignment this morning. So I want you to understand that God is trying to get us to a high call. Somebody say a high call. And, and Paul is saying, listen, I haven't attained, but this one thing I do. This is how I progress. How many of you know you're supposed to go from faith to faith? And glory to, which means you're supposed to go from realm to realm. 
If I'm still the same every year, there's something wrong with my faith. You can justify all you want. There's something wrong with your faith. Well, you know, well, God is just trying to, no, God ain't trying to do, listen, there's something wrong with your faith. There is no way that I am in a proactive and productive faith that I'm saying I'm still stale and stagnant. Are y'all catching me? So you should always be progressive in faith. God never keeps no one in faith stale and stagnant. Are y'all catching it? You mightn't be being belief, not faith. It's different between a believer and a person of faith. That's why your Bible told you, he said, listen, you do good to believe. Even the devil believes. And trembles. But how many of you know we're going to learn to walk in faith? But if for me to walk in faith, I have to address and allow the spirit to address me internally. Somebody say, address me internally. One of the things, verse 15, we're going to keep going here. Philippians 3, 8 through, through uh, 15. Therefore, let us, as many as mature, have this mind. And if any of you think otherwise, God will reveal it to you. Nevertheless, I, to the degree we have already attained, let us walk with the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in the fellowship, excuse me, a following of my example. And note those who walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross. Somebody say enemies of the cross. One of the stains on your faith is you might have heard a word from an enemy of the cross. You are governed by a different government, so you got to discern, watch this, are you speaking from this natural government, or are you speaking from the spiritual government? Come on, we, I'm, I'm going to expose some things this morning, because we, we don't realize sometimes we can be the enemies of the cross, and others around us can be the enemies of the cross. Let me give you an example. How many of you ever told somebody, and listen, we all done this. Don't, don't, don't be ashamed. How many of you ever told somebody, and they were like, man, you know, I feel God calling me on the fast and a prayer. And both of you come around some good food. And then you say, man, I, I feel God is calling me. And the other person say, oh, you ain't got to do all that. God will forgive. Come on. You, you, you done it before. You done. God will forgive you. They didn't mean no harm, but how many know that's an enemy of the? All right, y'all. All right, we let me go deeper in this real quick. Because if you're my brother and sister, help me to submit to the spirit. Don't let me fall in my flesh. Because if I fall to this flesh, when the mountain comes to address me, I won't have the mental capacity to overcome it. Why? Because I was yielding to my flesh where the spirit was supposed to be building. I mean, you know, there's some mountains you can't overcome until your spirit is. You walked out of conversations because your spirit wasn't. But you didn't know that conversations was your license to get to the next degree. Because we misinterpret God's testing. Because we like we like God to do tests like we like it. God, catch me on a good day. When, when I when, when I feel good about myself. 
But you pray to get, get out of it, and then he puts you in a situation. You just pray for anger to come off of you. And he done brought the nastiest person around you. Ain't that something? I said, God, you stop, stop playing with me now. Because you're going to have to understand how the governing factors work if you're going to pray for some stuff. Don't pray for it if you're not. Uh, I want you to pray, but I want you to understand what, what, how it works. I, I want you to understand how it works. Because God wants to accelerate you, but he'll, <laughs> he'll do it quick. You want a quick work? You better be ready for a quick work. Everybody, yeah, bless me indeed, God. Do your thing, God. Yeah, give me my promises. Yeah, and then the problems come and you can't even hold nothing. Why is that important? Because if you keep legitimizing lower level voices to your high calling, it proves that you're not ready to, ready to govern and hold on that level. Tell somebody, stop giving your seat away. Now, what I want you to understand, he said there are enemies of the cross. And we got to learn how to interpret the enemy, watch this, of our cross. So number one, you got to understand you're governed by a different government. Somebody say, I'm governed by a different government. All right, I'm going to go pretty fast because I can't get all this done in about 30 minutes. Are y'all catching me? So stick with me. Now, you're governed by a different government, which means the Bible says we're led by the spirit of God. Walk by faith, not by So your life's supposed to be progressively walking by the spirit leading, not by your carnal, logical self. So if I'm walking by the spirit leading, watch this. My personal Holy Spirit is the author and the finisher of where I'm going. That's why it's dangerous to judge my life according to your life. Just because you can't fast don't mean I, I uh, God told me to pray. Uh, God told me to pick this up. He didn't tell you. God told me to clean that up. See, the problem with us is we keep regulating our life to yours. Well, they ain't got to do that. I guess I'm good too. Uh, grace, grace, grace and peace be multiplied. No, it ain't multiplying. You need to know that the, govern the governance of your life is within you. Watch this. That's why believers have to understand what real sin is. I'm going to hit high level. I'm going to come back down. I don't want you going to condemnation. Now y'all catching me. This is why you got to know what real sin is. Because we think sin as long as I ain't do nothing wrong. But when you're walking by the spirit, what about what if you're not doing things right? Nah, that's it. Somebody say higher level. Because when you're walking by the spirit of the spirit of God, tell you to do something and you tell him no. To you, that is. Mm, should I say that, Lord? All right, he let, he let me, he let me touch this. Y'all ready? Even sometime when I'm tired and I got justification in my tiredness. You know, because the spirit told you to go pray so you can have some. But you allowed yourself to justify why you didn't pray and you said you're tired. So because you didn't pray, you yielded to your weakness. You didn't realize you, you, you staying outside of your, in your weakness is actually a, all right, let me come out of there. See, because we're not regulated to live by the spirit. 
I don't care if everybody in here is happy. If God told me to do something and I didn't do it, Lord, Lord. I'll sit there with Lord, mm -mm, we got to get this right. What's wrong with you? You did the right thing. Ah, to, according to you. Not according to this. Somebody say submit to the spirit. Submit to the spirit. So for you to understand, you got to understand, you got to submit to the governance of your personal Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I'm saved. And I have the spirit. So the spirit in you is going to lead and guide you into all truth, which means you got to learn to live from the inside out, not the outside. And which means stop looking at stuff to govern what you're going to do. Learn to dig from within and from within the Holy Spirit will lead you with out, which means you might not need 10 principles. You might need to go get on kneesiology and close the door and then God will reveal to you what you need to hear. You don't know where to go. You don't know your direction. You need to learn kneesiology. Kneesiology is very important. You know why? Because when you have kneesiology, God opens up realms. He'll lead you and guide you into what you need to know. Some of us know too much for where we're not going. You're studying for what you, it, it, it's, it's, it's not in your divine alignment or assignment. Come on, how many of you got some degrees? You're like, you know what, I don't know if that was me or God. Lord, I maybe did that a little ahead of time. Hallelujah. But that's okay. It, it's going to add to me. Are y'all getting this? So we got to understand the Holy Spirit is the governing factor of your life. As of today, you are a believer. You are called to live by the Spirit. Which means if your awareness is still carnal. This is why we come to learn how, as a believer, we can come out of carnal awareness. I mean, you know, you, you listen, you're saved by grace. It's not of your doing, which means you can't get better to go get do better. You can't get better to come to God. You know, this is good. The good news, you know, the good news is where I'm weak, he's strong. Come on. Well, you know, I'm trying to get it. Get, no, you can't get it. That's the problem. Stop saying I can't get it together. Tell somebody I can't get it together. No, I'm not that strong. I'm not that good. I tried that 10 times. That's why I don't build a new doctrine, because I done told God, I, you know, I, maybe I'm going to get it right one day. But how many of you know that's proof to God that you don't understand that it's him that will make you better? Which means you need to take your dirty, crazy, mentally, psychological, crazy self and drag it on to the grace of God. Hallelujah. Come on. Y'all acting like y'all ain't crazy without God. All of us crazy without God. You a lying thief. Yes, you are. Come on. You trust too much in the flesh. Y'all know you, you need to go pray. Yeah, you need God. Mm -hmm. Stop acting like you can do this without him. Well, you know, I'm good. I'm a good. No, you ain't. Uh-uh. Uh, no, I'm, I'm teaching you what I need to submit to. My mind, listen, the mind of the flesh is at its enmity against God. What I think might be right is not right. It's enmity against God. It's an enemy of God. So this is the first step. That, well, I do that to you all because I want you to understand. Stop putting so much trust in the flesh. Just because you go to church doesn't mean you got it. Ask Peter. He had a good revelation. He still missed it. Lee, Jesus. Can you say amen? So one of the things we got to interpret is how when we're walking by the Spirit, learn to interpret 
the stumbling blocks that will try to come to divert you off of your divine alignment uh, assignment. What are the stumbling blocks? What are the enemies of the cross that comes to divert you from your divine alignment? I Listen to me. Most believers can't interpret it. And I see it all the time. Ah, you got diverted. And you put your focus into what God didn't tell you to put your focus into. Are y'all catching this? So you got to know how to focus forward. Tell somebody focus forward. Come on, it's time for you to learn to focus forward. Stop, stop spending time where, you're not, where you don't have to. Amen. Let, let, let me show you a little story. Matthew 16, watch this. Matthew 16. For the time Jesus began to show, verse 21, for the time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things by the elder and chief priests and the scribes and be killed and, uh, and be raised by the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned aside and said, Peter, get thee behind me. Get thee behind me. For you are an offense to me. You are not mine. You are not. You are not of the things of God, but the things of, which means when I'm mindful of the things of men rather than God, I might be an enemy of the. When I'm mindful of the things more of men than of the cross, I might be the enemy of the. Who's walking you out of your personal cross? All right, let's go a little deeper. How many of y'all said you want to go a little deeper? Yes. Glory to God. See, the problem is we have to understand our enemy of the cross because most of us are walking out and we don't know why we're dry. We don't understand why we can't forget those things which are behind and press towards the mark of a higher calling in Christ Jesus. But before you can see the mark, you got to be in. I got to learn how to stay in. Somebody say, learn to stay in. After you've been risen with Christ, now seek those things which are above, which means some of us trying to seek without being risen. God love you to seek, but you got to seek when you're risen. But while you're you rising, the mind of Christ. So I got to rise in the mind of Christ and when I'm learning to be seated in that mind, now I seek those things which are above. And because they're above, I can bring them down into this realm. It's called faith. Somebody say faith. faith. So he said, get thee behind me, Satan. Uh, uh, Satan. You are an offense to me. You are not mindful of things. Now, was he talking to Peter or was he talking about the spirit behind him? So why are you still talking to people? Uh-oh, this is not personal. Don't stop. Somebody had a Bible. I saw it. Your hand glitched. I, was I might need security soon. It's not perfect. Why are you still talking to people? Peter's name wasn't Satan. Are you interpreting flesh and blood rather than interpreting the spiritual realm? See, the problem with us is you keep allowing lower level logic and voices to detour you because you don't know how to interpret Satan. Rather than people. The 
Bible says, judge no man according to the flesh if you're spiritual. So why are you talking about their flesh? But they should know better. According to whose government? If they're not submitted to the government, why would you say they should know better? Oh, you're talking about according to that government. You see how we can trust in the flesh and we didn't realize we just trusted in the flesh. For me to think you can do better in your flesh, that just told me that I just showed myself that I trust in the flesh. I'm really teaching y'all the principle of forgiveness. Y'all getting this? <laughs> see, I can forgive you easy when I understood that actually I put too much trust where you wasn't governed. Mm. Because if you were governed there, no, I don't trust nothing but God. But I was a liar before, so I don't hold it against you. So I'll let you lie to me, but I'm going to I'm not going to take it in the heart because I understand that you're not governed there yet. Somebody say principles of discipleship. See, this is how you forgive these because I, I expect you to get it wrong. Because if you got it right in your flesh, that will prove God wrong. And I know my God is not wrong. So the fact that I gave you the expectation to get it right without being submitted to him, it just proved to me that I'm not submitted there. Oh, we're going to make some phone calls today. You know? I'm so sorry. You know what? You're right. You're crazy. But you know what? I'm so sorry. Yeah? You know what? I gave you too much. Come on. Sometimes you're giving people too much room. You're judging God by them. I don't care how much God, I don't care how many scriptures they quote. It doesn't matter. Where are they submitted? It's interesting we can be fruit inspectors in the world, but when it comes to the church, we say nothing. You expect them to get it right in the world, but when it comes to the church, people justify it and you run with it. No, that's broken. Stop calling it fixed. It's broken. See, it's, it's different. Listen to me. God don't mind broken. He minds when you justify it. That's a dangerous thing. We can walk any day, but when you start justifying, we got a problem. Because the day you start justifying, you're unteachable. In fact, the Bible calls it abomination. Because where man can't teach you, which God uses, and then God can't teach you, you're in trouble. Tell somebody, do all you listen to me, be all broken you want, but don't never be unteachable. Because listen, I don't care how broken you are. If you can stay teachable, God can do it. But if you are, become unteachable, with your I know, tell somebody, get your I knows out of there. I know. No, you don't. Because if you knew, you'll do it. Are y'all catching me? You don't know. If you knew, you'll be. The God know is to do it, the fruit of it. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? That's the God know. It's impossible to say, I know. And I'm not doing it. I thought I knew how to get out of sin, but I kept. So who, who is the knower? That is it, Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So the more I come into Jesus, I'm able to know. The more I yield to Jesus, the more I will know. Are y'all catching this? So we got to understand our cross. Somebody say interpret your cross. 
If you don't understand your cross, watch this. You're going to fall to lower level distractions. Somebody write this down. I'm going to give you two things. How to interpret lower level distractions versus higher level distractions. Some of you can't win your day because you're distracted. Come on, I'm tired of looking at believing. You're supposed to be further than that, but you're getting distracted by lower level stuff. You let one person make your day go bad. Your pencil wasn't on the right side of the desk, so you, you, you'd have messed your lunch up. You can't even pray. Lord Jesus. Of a pencil. Oh, okay. Somebody say lower level distractions. Lower level distractions are the distractions that you know and justify. How many of you, come on, can we be honest? How many of y'all say, hey, the pastor do, sometimes I'm saying, I'm like, God, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there watching, I'm, I know I'm distracted, I'm supposed to be doing something, but I'm tired. These are the distractions that you know that are getting you off. You wake up getting on YouTube for two hours. You could have been planning for two hours. You're on your idol page looking at what they have, but you ain't got nothing, and you're supposed to be... Somebody said lower level distractions. And you know it. You feel bad about it. You contradict, watch this. You're violating your own conscience. It's a danger to violate your own conscience. Ah, I need to teach on that. that that's a very dangerous thing to violate your Some of you give up on yourself because you continue to violate your own conscience. You, com you, you confess something or say you're going to do something and you don't do it. And to yourself, you violate your own conscience. So you failed yourself and you really, it's not really about other people. You just keep failing yourself. So when you keep failing yourself, watch this, you continue to self-sabotage. Ah, oh, you're catching it because I keep failing my. So I need to learn how to submit to the spirit. Are y'all catching this? So low level distractions are those things that you know. I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but I don't do it. So I can discern the, the distraction. I see it. Are y'all catching that? Higher level distractions are a little, they're a lot harder. They're a lot harder. You really got to be governed by the spirit and have spiritual discernment. Are y'all catching me? Higher level distractions, you can't interpret it by the flesh. You will not get it. Because you, you might think it's, you might think somebody's bringing you something that the intent was to get you diverted off of into something else. You might think a relationship was for you based on the merit of what's on the face of it, but you didn't understand what was behind the scenes. Somebody say origin and intent. So you got to understand what is really happening. Now, don't get beat me, beat me up. Sometime, watch this, in relationship and marriages, we can be high level distraction to each other. Don't look at your neighbor. Just keep your eyes straight forward. Mm -mm, mm -mm. My bliss ain't getting packed up this week. Keep your eyes straight forward. Focus. <laughs> because when a spouse is in the flesh, watch this, they might be missing what you're trying to do in the, and it happens, it continues to tie. Where you're trying to carry your cross, you're provoking me out of my, the spirit. Oh, Jesus. Let me hurry up through here. Are y'all catching it? 
This is why we got to keep the mind of Christ. We got to keep the ordinance in divine unity. Are y'all catching me? Because if I keep allowing, we keep allowing each other to provoke each other in the flesh, there it's, it, then we start to get into division. And division starts to pr prone to divorce. The only way we're going to stay in unity is by the spirit. But if one don't know how to, let me do a marriage course real quick. If one don't know how to submit to the spirit there, then you got to learn the art of communication and getting married. Amen. So I, I want you to understand there are lower level and higher levels. Every level you will not discern. We think the devil's going to come with some horns and we're going to just know this is it. No. And it's a it's a dangerous thing to discern like that because God uses anybody to tell you when he want to get to you. Right. One time God used listen, one time God used a homeless man come in here and I thought he was out of mind and I stopped for a second. And he spoke something to me right on point and walked clean out. I ain't see him again. I went out. See, sometimes there ain't your Bible says there are angels that are gonna come to you. And if you're discerning by the flesh, you can miss what God is trying to do. Because you're still so carnally minded that you're missing how God operates. And you're allowing lower level logic and lower level sight to divert you from what God is calling you to. And when that happens, then you keep waiting and waiting on God. And that's why the hope becomes deferred. And your heart becomes sick. Most believers' heart are sick. Why? Hope may be. Why is hope deferred? We don't understand faith. We've been interpreting faith from the outside in rather than the inside. Are y'all catching this? So I want you to understand that God is trying to get us to understand our cross so we can stay submitted to the ongoing carrying in deeper places of that cross. Can you say amen? amen. Let me go to the scripture. I want to show you this. Watch this. Matthew 16. Go to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 24. I'm going to go quickly because of time. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desire to come after me, let him de, let him what? Let him deny himself and take up his and follow me. Now, you might need to understand this. Your cross, watch this, you might need to write this down. Your cross is anything that the Holy Spirit lead and guide you into and you justify over it or don't do it. Ah. Your cross is what? Anything that the Spirit of God that was called to lead and guide you into all truth internally tell you to do and you don't. See, so you thought it was something else. So in all nationality, you haven't been carrying your cross because you haven't been led by the. Oh, come on, people of God. You haven't been led by the. So you, it's impossible for you to know what your cross is. Mm. How many of y'all are getting this? So the Holy Spirit going to lead you and say, ah, ah, no, that's not. Internally, he's going to tell you, ah. But when you come into altercation with the word, what you do will determine if you carry it or not. That's why when sometimes the spirit tells you to be quiet and you go on because you, 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 you justify it and why you about to tell them like it is. Oh, no, they deserve it according to another government. 
but you're supposed to be governed by the Ah, oh, come on, somebody. No, no, no. See, the problem is you're trying to grow up in the spirit, but you keep submitting to the wrong government. See, in the natural government, everybody say they deserve it. I believe they deserve it. I believe that you should have dragged them down the street. According to the flesh. According to the carnality. But when you come to the spirit, watch this. Now I have to hold it together. Because if I yield to the flesh, watch this. I cannot expect God to fight my enemies. I was battling in my studies because I really want to teach you this end, but I don't have time. Because if you really want to get at the enemies, I can really teach you how. But you, yeah. See, the problem is you don't know. You're thinking getting back at them like that is, is the way. The reality of it is the hardest, the harshest uh, 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 um, uh, thing is when God is after somebody. But God can't be after somebody when I'm still after them. That's why the, I'm, I'm going to give you a quick, quick, quick overview of it. You ready? That's why Jesus said, listen to me. If your enemy harm you, guess what? Feed them. No matter what they do, guess what? Love on them. You know why? Because when you show them me, they have no excuse to give you back. So they don't realize when you act like me, they're not attacking you anymore. They're attacking me. So they really get in trouble when they start attacking me. You can lay your hands up and say, hey, I did my best. But when you start going on the attack, you make me back up on, off of you. Now you become your own idol in this fight. Submitting in the wrong government. That's why if somebody don't like you at work, take them to lunch. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to teach you. If they don't like you, give them a big, bring them some flowers and tell them it's from me. You got to learn how to love your enemies. You know why? Because you're putting them in the hands of God now. You thought you were dealing with me. Sometimes I have to pray for people. I'm like, Lord, no, no don't get them. Because they don't know who they're fighting with. They thought they after me. Let me let me get off their phone because you're about to get yourself in trouble. Because when you're governed from another place, you understand. I got to protect you from you. You've been thinking you're against me, but I'm actually praying for you. Because I understand a different government. And because I operate from another place, you think you're hurting me, but I'm actually protecting you. Tell somebody love your enemies and stop being an idol to them. The problem is Jesus can't do nothing with them because you keep showing up. You keep getting in the way. God said, get out of the way. You do what I tell you to do. You submit to my spirit. Submit to my love. And when you do that, watch this. The love of God will burn the hot coals on them, which means they got to address themselves with what they're dealing with. You ever was angry at somebody and they showed you love and you really didn't want to hug them? Because the reality of it is you're dealing with something internally in you. And what did we talk about expectation? Oh, Lord. Some of y'all are like, I experienced that this weekend, Pastor. All right, let me get out of there. Hallelujah. How many of y'all getting this? If anyone desires to come after me, watch this, let him be. 
which means you will never ascend to where you're not denying yourself. Which means every time you keep showing up, you're not denying yourself. Because if you show up before God, you you there. You're not giving God an opportunity to be God. See, the problem is we, we've learned to fight wrong. And some of us come from, listen to me, I want you to hear me. Some of us come from hard lives. Listen to me, we come from hard lives. And as children, watch this, as young adults, as embryonic age adult, uh, uh, children, we had to fight because of the stages and environments that we're in. So we had to protect ourselves, and that's legitimate protection. When there's abuse, misuse, neglect, sometimes you have to protect yourself to keep a mind together. Are y'all catching me? But when you grow up, you got to put away childish things and understand God is trying to teach you how to fight differently. Which means he's teaching you how to fight by the spirit. And when you've learned to fight by the spirit, watch this. The spirit teaching holding looks more like submission. In the world, it looks like weakness. In the spirit, it looks like God is about to lift you up. Y'all missing it. That's why some of us need to run to embarrassment. You know why? Because it helps you come out of you. Yeah. You need to run to somebody doing you crazy. Why? Because it helps you to come out of you. What do you need to prove? No, oh, yeah, they don't know me. Uh, who are you? Uh oh, you you done came out. No, oh, they don't know me. That's all right. Come on, we are gonna get it. Hallelujah. But the question is, I thought you wanted to grow in in the spirit. So who is the you that you're talking about? Could it be that's the you that's keeping you out of the growth in God? Because you keep showing up to the game. And what you did not know is, watch this, the adversary in them is called to do that. To prove the adversary in you. I wish I had about two more hours to help y'all understand this. You didn't know that he was playing a game with you. See, you keep thinking the devil has more power than he does. No, 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 no. You yielding to the flesh actually prove you where you are with God. God is still in control. Are y'all catching this? God ain't battling with the devil. You know, I think we think God is trying to get over, overcome the devil. No, you're trying to overcome it. Oh, Lord Jesus. We, we have this language as if God is trying to overcome. He's already overcame. The problem is you have to understand how to overcome, which means the devil even don't have license to do what he's doing. The problem is you're not submitted to the overcomer. So the law should have showed you where you were, not where they were. Are y'all all right with this? So this is how we keep failing tests. Because you keep giving people too much room where they're not, sir. Are y'all catching this? Ah, You've got to learn to carry your own. People of God, what is your cross? What is your cross? Can you hold and know he's God? Watch this, watch this. I want you to go here. 
Lord Rastari. I want you to go here. Hallelujah. How many are getting this? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you got to understand, people are going to try to get you to come off your cross. Are y'all catching me? Go to Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Thank you, Jimmy. I got 19 minutes. All right. I think I could do something. Hallelujah. I thought I was at five. How many of y'all are interpreting your, your, your enemy a little better? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, sometimes the enemy is not without. It's with. Ah. Glory to God. What did I say? Ephesians what? 6, 10 through 13. Watch this. Finally, my brother, be strong in the. And the power of it. Who's Mike? Hold on. So what you going to fight with? No, until I understand his mind. I'm going to show him my mic. <laughs> oh, you're going to get my mic. You're going to get the wrath of the Benoist. And what is that proving? Nothing. My brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be with able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Which means if you can't interpret the whole armor, you might not be able to stand. Are y'all catching? Uh-oh. I think I'm jumped off. For we do not wrestle against and blood, but against what? And powers. And against the rulers of the darkness of, so what are you battling? Principalities and, and rulers of, now you got to understand principalities, are gov- they govern arenas. So when you're not submitted to the spirit, you're submitted to something. This is what believers don't understand. The Bible says anything that's not of faith is of sin. Why? Because if you're not submitted to that spirit that we're talking about, you're still submitted. You don't know it, but you're submitted. Which means the adversary can micromanage your thoughts. He can micromanage your emotions. Which means you don't realize why you're going into those actions and those feelings. and You don't realize it because you're not governed by the... Are y'all catching me? So principalities govern those things. They, they play you like strings as a, as a governing factor. That's why sometimes people be going through the same thing in that city. It's called a prince of palatity. They're the prince, the governing factor of that. They're the prince of that environment. You ever went to a city and you, that there's certain spirits that are more high, high level? Yeah, so that's a principality there. All right, let me come out of that. Now, so I want you to, uh, spiritual, uh, verse 12. So we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Watch this. This is very important. That you may be able to what? Withstand in the. Which means there are evil days. But I'm going to tell you what the evil day come to do. Watch this. That you're able to stand. Watch this. And having done all to. Stand. Just 
one of the misconceptions of the body of Christ is you didn't know that fighting is learning to stand. Fighting could be that you're immovable. What if the battle of confidence was you're immovable? Could it be that the environment that you continue to provoke is because you're weak in areas that consistently yield in that area? See, there are certain things that won't come to your environment because it knows it won't do anything to you. Temptation won't be temptation if you're not tempted by it. So different principalities understand the governance of the spiritual realm. So it doesn't come for you where you're not. So you have to understand how to be governed on a higher level. Are y'all catching me? Because if you're being micromanaged, some of you don't know you're being micromanaged. You're fussing the same fuss that you've been doing the last three years. Same argument, same person. It's the same conversation, just in a different form. Are y'all all right with this? The, why, why are we doing that? Because you're predictable in the realm of governance. Because you're living on a lower level governance when it comes to which kingdom you're governing from. Are y'all catching me? When you grow up from there, you learn to stand. Having done all to stand, what? Which means you prove your strength when you learn to As soon as you move from standing, you prove that you were weak. Can I prove it to you? Oh, this is going to blow your mind. Come on, we're going to read our Bible today. Go to Philippians 1.27. Come on, we're going to read this Bible. Hallelujah. Go to Philippians what? 1.27. Watch this. I'm going to go fast here. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Let your what? Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come to see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in what? In one spirit. Where did I put it here? One spirit. With one mind, striving together for the faith of the what? So as believers, watch this. We shouldn't be arguing. We should be striving together for the faith of the gospel in everything. Are you catching me? You know why? Because none of us are right. We submit to the word. If we get an argument, you know what? Whoever, the maturity shows the one that can submit to the. But the one who get personal first is the one who will trigger it in there. So it showed their governance. Which means some of us think we're more spiritual than we really are. Yes. You know why? Because you're always personal. Yes. And the more personal you are, the more you're unsubmitted to the precepts. Maturity shows that you know how to run to the precept, line upon line. Because the more you come out of personality, you come into the precepts of God. You come into the oneness with the word. Are y'all catching me? It's not about you being right. Tell somebody, carry your cross. Now watch this. That you hold fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together in the faith of the gospel. And not, watch this, you need to see this. 
and not in any way terrified by your your what adversaries, which is to them. <laughs> Which is to them, watch this, proof of perdition. Oh, Y'all must didn't know what this means. Okay, let me break it down. Let me finish it. But to you of salvation and that from God. What he's saying is when you respond out of alignment and standing, you're proving to them that you're not believing what you say you believe. Which means it proves to them that you just step back. So they test you to see if you can hold and stand. Which means some of us might have saved some people, but we didn't know how to stand. Because they had to test you for authenticity and legitimacy of what you said you had. Don't get mad when people test you. You just told me that God did all things. God saves you from this, does he? All right, you ready? I remember when you. Oh, I only did that because. Proof of perdition. So now you're trying to save somebody where you haven't proved God yourself. All right, I know you ain't going to like me after this. We think that we want people to get God and we show no influence of what us believing. Y'all got quiet on me. Y'all all right? The hallelujah stopped everything. A pin drop in this place. Tell somebody I'm going to learn to be an influence. But even if you don't know how to get it right, watch this. Don't justify as if you. Sometimes you still get a pass. Just don't justify. Tell them, you know what? God is working on me in that too. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. See, now you allow God the past to be God. But when you stand in the midst of God and act like your nastiness is God and act like your unlovingness is God and act like the way you talk is God, then you're in trouble. Yeah, you, you, you get, you're getting in some deep water now because you're justifying what God didn't say was love. You know this one. Now. See, you watch your mouth. Tell somebody, watch your mouth. We got to be careful with our mouth. I don't care what religious set you come from. That, that is not how God speaks. Most of us are prophesying beyond our, our license. You know why? You, you, you're critical in your prophecy. When prophecy brings edification, it brings reproof. Are you edifying them in what you're saying? Are you tearing them down? That's why we don't allow open parking lot prophecy. Let's get tested first. Amen. Don't do that parking lot prophecy stuff. Let's get tested in our words. Are y'all hearing me? Come on, until we learn sometime. How many of y'all did a parking lot prophecy one time? It didn't work out too well. You thought you heard God. God said that you are going to. And then they're looking at you like. And then you tried to, you know, patch it up. But I, but I see, and then you went to somewhere totally different. And then you walk off like, Lord, what did I just do to them people? <laughs> see, God has mercy, but when you learn, you got to be careful what you're saying. Because some of the hard points, you're not, that, that takes a higher license to hit that. God don't qualify everybody to hit hard points with people. Not at all. No, 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 no. Because the reality of it is they can't do it without seeing him as they, he sees them. So how in the world are you going to tell them to do something that you're telling them to do in their flesh? Stop telling people to get right and they don't know God. What you're telling them to do is get right in your face. But you haven't taught them the gospel that gets them right. 
you're more critical than you are of Christ. How in the world are you going to get right? They don't know God. Well, you know, he grew up. It don't matter. That don't mean that you know God. I grew up too. I was a mess. I, don't know about you. I grew up in church. I was a mess. I'm not judging. I'm not saying. I'm saying we can't judge from a corner place. Tell somebody, watch your mouth. You know why these are God's souls? You, you're God's first. Tell somebody, I'm God's first. Uh, don't play that game with me. I'm God's first. Don't, nah, nah, don't say what God didn't tell you to say. Don't bring your religious stuff on me. No, 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 no. Let God be true and every man alive. Tell somebody I'm going to be governed from a high place. So we got to learn to carry our cross if we're going to be governed from a high place. Because you can't interpret the high place if you're not allowing the spirit to lead you. And when he addresses you, when you come in divine altercation with the word, are you submitting to it or are you justifying over it? The Bible said the spirit is sharpening its two-edged sword. It cuts between soul and marrow, and it identifies the intent of the heart and the mind. Why is it doing that? It's showing you where you were wrong. It's showing you where you thought you were right, watch this, by the spirit, but maybe that was your soul. So it's cutting to show you, hey, I'm highlighting to you that that wasn't me. So when you see that that wasn't me, are you submitting to the spirit and bow and say, Lord, forgive me. Thank you for showing me that that was not you on this level. Or are you saying, well, yeah, they, 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 they deserved it. And moving on with your life. Tell somebody, let the word do what it wants to do in you. Glory to God. Come on, your mashed potatoes ain't going to be cold. I'm, I'm going to get you out in five minutes. How many of y'all been blessed by this? Don't let the adversary prove your perdition. Which means you need to learn to stand and know he's God. Because every time you let your tongue go loose, you just prove you, what you really are. I just told them I've been going to church. You just showed them why, you, why church ain't working for them. <laughs> y'all all right with this? Come on, we're gonna, here we're going to learn how to prove some stuff. Glory to God. Call me and say, Pastor, I'm better than let this tongue loose. I say, hold on, just hold it, hold it, just hold it. Go pray, girl, go pray, go pray, son, go pray. Come on, sometimes you got to pray. No, you got to pray. You got to learn to prepare yourself for certain conversations. Stop just running into stuff. That's the problem. You trust too much in the flesh. Stop running into assignments and, and, and mountains that you haven't prayed about. This kind come up by prayer. And why? Because some demons are intelligent. They're more intelligent than the lower level ones. So they'll talk you out in zeal. And you didn't realize you was going down their pathway. And you didn't. And you realize, well, how did I get out here? You know, you ever go fishing, you didn't put the anchor down, you just keep fishing, thinking you're in the same spot. And then you look, whoa, hey, get, somebody get me back to the shore. But that's how we are. We, we, we don't have the anchor down. We, we, we don't have no deep anchor. And we're just shifting. And we're using, watch this, unlegitimate language of Christian without proof of submission. 
They love me with their mouth, but they're... One of the greatest dangers of our group is your language. I believe the church has taught us that we can talk over our real problems. As long as I quote some scriptures. It's nothing wrong with that, but it better point to him. If your quoting don't point you to a deeper relationship with him, what are you doing? Oh, girl, I know this. Well, no, you don't. You know it logically, but you don't know it by his presence. You know it logically, but you don't know it by prayer. Prayer will make you say less words with more impact. That's why some of the powerful mothers of the day, when they pray, all they have to do is say, Jesus, and you, oh, I felt that one. When somebody else say 100,000 words and nothing is moving. Because prayer, now I'm giving you another principle. Prayer makes your words impactful. You know why? Because you're bringing presence with it. The purest form of God to man is oracle. Say that with me. The purest form of God to man is oracle. Which means when you can speak as one, watch this. They didn't hear you. They heard God. So it will tear them up inside. All right, let me close this. Somebody say, carry your cross. How many of you are learning from this? You got to hold your cross, hold your cross, hold your cross, hold your cross. Uh, I'm going to give you this real quick. Uh, Matthew 27, actually, I'm going to go down, verse 39. And those who passed blaspheming him wagged their heads and saying, you are the one to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself if you are the son of God. Come down from your cross. What happened was they crucified Jesus and they wanted him since he said that he was God to come down from his cross. One thing I want you to understand is people are going to tell you to come down. You said you was a Christian. You said you can do this. You said you can do that. I need you to respond to me. Why are you not arguing back? Didn't I do not enough wrong? Because I want you to feel it. Come down from your cross. You see how we haven't been carrying it. Come down. Get on my level. Argue like I argue. Do what I do. Let, let me find your buttons. How many of you have buttons? Don't put your hand up. That, that, the whole church. Pastor, I got a couple of them. This is why you got to deal with those buttons. You know why? Because those buttons can be micromanaged. Which means the adversary know how to use somebody. It's not, see, you keep thinking it's them. They don't know what's going on. Well, they know. They, they spirit know. They spirit know what they're doing. They spirit was messing with my spirit. Let me tell you something. There's a governance of the flesh that we don't know what we're doing. Unless somebody's been practicing those things, they don't know what they're doing. The problem is you don't know what you're doing, so you're perceiving from a lower level realm, and you're focusing on something that has nothing to do with you standing and knowing he's God. Some of us are too focused on Things that are happening in spiritual realms, but you haven't built yourself up in your realm. 
So the reason why you're interpreting all this spiritual stuff and you're wasting a lot of time because you're not even in divine alignment. You're doing that, but you're not in your divine alignment. So you're doing that wasting time on other spirits that has nothing to do with you. My call is to stay in my divine alignment assignment. And any adversary that wants to stand behind my door, you're going to get kicked over. Are y'all catching me? So stop worrying about what, what, what so-and-so in the car did. What I have to do with you? Focus on where you're going. Are y'all catching me? Focus on what God is building you in. Maybe that was a training for you. I, I Listen to me. There's times I walk with and, and, and I'm ministering. I didn't realize God said, it's a witch. Be careful. But I'm not going to, I, I was talking to a witch. And whatever. I'm not wasting my time. Witch, you want God or you don't? I'm about to go home and give me some potato salad, some apple pie, and chill out for the next time that God called me. What I'm saying is stop focusing on things that don't matter to what God is calling in you. Don't make your whole month about that witch. All right. Glory to God. I'm, yeah, glory to God. Hallelujah. Save yourself. Believers, if you're going to grow in God, stop trying to save yourself. They wanted Jesus to save it. Come on down there, cross. Come on. You know you want to say something back. Come on. Just say it. Come on. You know you want to fight back. Fight. Come on. Just tell it like it is. You've been waiting for this long. You might as well just let it loose. Save yourself. Let them know who you are. This is why you got to be careful with zeal, too, because we be preached that stuff and y'all be jumping up. Yeah, save yourself. Yeah, tell them devils. Tell them, tell my enemies. But what if God wants you to save your enemy? Yeah, you go sowing that and everything. My enemy going to know what, but what if God wants you to save them? Be careful with that zeal without knowledge. Because we've been jumping up on some stuff God ain't in. God don't want you to hurt nobody. You come to save people. He, you came to save the lost, not, not defame your enemies. Because their enemy is not flesh and blood, people. Come on, somebody. Your enemy is not flesh and blood. Your enemy is within you. We thought Jesus was talking to the devil when he went through the wilderness. And when you really study it, I found out he was talking to him. Mm. Tell somebody, sometimes you got to talk to yourself. You got to learn how to hold your tongue and learn to talk to yourself. If you don't learn to talk to yourself, tell yourself to be quiet. Tell you, if you feel the emotion of it, guess what? Tell yourself to shut up and then, uh, excuse me, my wife don't like that word. I keep, be quiet and then you go into the room and you pray about what you're feeling. But if you don't yield that feeling to God, watch this. Self is going to try to get fulfilled by what they're saying. No, I need them. To be, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they've done. You don't know. You don't know. I do know. But if you don't realize that they don't even know what they did. Calm down, Pastor. They don't know what they did. 
If they did, they wouldn't have done it. So you allowing the enemy in you to deal with the enemy in them. And God cannot fight your battle. This is why he says, do good to those who harm you. Love the blessed those who despise you. Because when you do that, guess what? You done put them in my hands. I'm giving y'all, some of y'all need to write this down. You're going to forget it. You, you better break this down. This is a principle. Somebody say principle. This is what you need when you go home. You can, you can hold something. You do good to them. Because when you do that, no matter how nasty that is, don't you, don't you yield. Hold it, hold it together. Carry a cross. Don't come down. Do good to them. And if they don't do it back, because I'm going to address them now because I came to them now. Oh, y'all missed that. See, you didn't realize when you came in love, when they came in fear, you actually brought God to them. And how they handle that will determine if God's, if God himself. That's why sometimes when you come on another level, you pray for people. You're like, God, they didn't mean that. Lord, have, watch this. Have mercy on them for they know not what they Why was he saying that? Because they crucified him. He said they don't even know what they're doing. You can put it on something tough. I'm done. God is looking for the merciful. If you watch this, for you to interpret divine acceleration, you got to learn how to forgive quickly. Because there are going to be many altercations. There are going to be many things that try to uh, be a stumbling block in your way. But the deeper they are, it's going to deal with you, not them. When altercation come, don't allow yourself to yield your cross on the ground. And now you're responding out of you. What you just did is show them that you don't believe the cross. I don't know about you. We're dealing with a world. Some of them are angry with God. So when people are angry with God, what you have to do, they got to test you first to see if you can hold God. So you're the first example. Okay, this is a believer. Let me, they don't know they're about to, but in them, they're angry. So in the conversation, something jump on them and respond in the flesh. And based on your response, going to show them whether they should submit or not. But if you can't hold it together, you just get added another check mark of why they don't submit to your God. God is asking you today, what do you have to prove? For your life is in him. I wanted to get in something else, but God has been sharing with me about forgiveness. Somebody say, how many of you feel like God is trying to grow you in learning forgiveness? Yeah. I, I really feel that. And for us to learn to forgive, guess what? He said, be merciful, for I am merciful. Forgive their debt. Forgive their debt. 
It's a debt. What is a debt? Something what? Something old. Do you know that people only give debt where they gain debt? Forgive the debt. It's a debt. It was owed to you. You were owed love. You were owed time. Especially as children, uh, we got to touch the house because we got we to touch the house. You were owed some stuff. Somebody said I was owed some stuff, which means you wasn't supposed to grow up trying to figure it out. You wasn't. No, 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 no. We wasn't supposed to grow up trying to figure it out. The Bible told parents, and, and parents, raise your children as they should, which means I should have a de defined direction, directory. So we had more to deal with when we were supposed to be governed by. But you got to realize that although that's a debt upon me, I can't hold them to that debt. I can't hold my parents to that debt. I can't hold my father to that debt. I can't hold my neighbor to that debt. I can't hold you to that debt. This is why you can't pay me back. Ah. So I'll wait all my life for what you never had the ability to pay back with. So God signs a check for debt forgiveness. Oh, ah, God is signing check for what? Debt forgiveness. Why? Because he had to sign mine for debt forgiveness. Yeah, because I didn't understand it either. So thank you for signing my check on debt forgiveness. Let him sign the check for debt forgiveness. Stand to your feet if you can. Mm. If you don't let them sign the check of debt forgiveness, you're still waiting on somebody to relieve you of shrimp where you were called to submit to the Almighty to gain it. I'm going to share a couple of things I, I really feel in my spirit. Even the young folks, the young adults, teenagers. Listen, you know, when you grow up, you realize your parents did the best they could do. Amen. Come on, life will teach you some stuff. It's not easy. Are y'all catching me? One of the things, though, we have to understand is how to be skilled in communication. Somebody say skilled in communication. Which means sometimes... People don't have an ear to hear because of what was before. And if you can't address what was before, they can't hear you for what is now. So they'll shake their head. They'll have, they'll have undermining agreement. Somebody say undermining, undermining. Agreement. agreement, which means I agree with you in face value, but internally I know what you did. I saw you not, it not work for you. Are y'all all right with this? I'm trying to teach you something. This is why I worked so hard to make sure that if I do something wrong in front of my children that I know that was not submitted to God, I apologize and tell them that's not of God. And I fix it, dismantle it and read. You know why? Because I never want to justify. For when I want to be the voice to them, they remember when that was wrong and now you're trying to say something is right, but that wasn't fixed. Are y'all catching this? So they'll go into undermining agreement. 
So they're shaking their head, but they're not listening. Because you didn't prove what you're trying to tell me. It's a lie. Do as I say, not as I. That's a lie. Please don't believe that. Please don't believe that's the, one of the worst lies. Even though you might can't do or you don't understand what you do with what you need to do, be honest and put separate you and God now. That way they don't put on God what was you. And because you've mixed you and God where it was wrong, watch this. They don't know how to differentiate you from God. Come on, somebody. They don't know how to de define you from God. So because you've been saying God. So you have to re you got to dismantle what was spoken and rebuild what the way God is telling you to build. I'm saying that to our young folks in here. Don't hold that against God. And I'm talking to our older folks. Don't you hold it against. Because some of us do it, too. You still have things you don't talk about which, that, that was from be, the beginning. And what you don't realize is, unless you're honest and where your heart is seated, how can you really be honest with God who knows all things? If it was broken, it was broken. That's why pastor always say you got to learn how to honor but disagree. Somebody say, I can honor, but I disagree, which means I can love you and honor you. But I got to stand with the word. I can't flow in a generational chart that's not submitted to the spirit, which means God is doing a new thing in your line. Somebody say he's doing a new thing in my line. Come on, you don't don't you allow the defilement of the past be the this. Come on, don't let somebody else rebellion be your rebellion. Don't let them putting God in their issues together be your rebellion with God and issues. Sometimes we allow other people's rebellion to be our rebellion. Or they ain't submit, so I ain't. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You might be right of what people are doing, but why don't you learn so you can teach it? You know, atheists, sometimes I talk to this, he say, atheist. And he told me how the church should be. Isn't it interesting? They know how the church should be. And they got it right. I say, well, man, that sounds like the church to me. How about you be one and show us how to do it? You, you see how that works? They don't realize. Why don't you learn to be one and show us how to do it? Because you'll be a good one. But what they're doing is combining their experience. And with people who said God. And they're using that experience to leverage why they are in disbelief. And we have to realize, listen to me, God is not a man. Did y'all hear what I said? God is not a man that he should lie. And if I'm living from doctrines that are not submitted to the spirit, get that fixed quickly. If you don't understand it, don't act like you do. You know why? Because people are watching. I'm teaching y'all discipleship at the same time. I'm crossing over two, two, two realms right now at the same time. People are watching you. They watch when it works and they watch when it doesn't work. You don't think they are. No, they're watching when it works and they're watching when it doesn't work. And you better be able to interpret both of them. 
Because when you're ready to tell them about your God, you didn't know they're holding on to what didn't work. But it's not them, it's the enemy in the me. Because the enemy in them need to prove to you for why you don't believe what you believe. Yeah. How many of y'all catching this? Come on, I know it's a little deep. You just got to read between the lines. Just read between the lines. For us to be mature believers, we got to learn the art of communicating effectively. This gospel can't be effective if we only hold it for ourselves and not pour it out on others. Which means you need to be more effective of talking to someone than you are talking than talking about someone. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. You, you know what God needs to use you above the ones who are governing the flesh in the world? You know, I used to, years ago when I was driving, I was driving this lawyer. And there was a girl, I used to drive him all the time. And a, a lawyer. And there was a girl on the street, teenager or something. And she had a short shirt on, showing her stomach, walking on the street. And I heard out of his mouth said, look at her. Thank she cute. And I literally almost stopped the car. Like, were you talking about the, the teenager walking? They say, she, look, she thinks she cute. And I'm thinking to myself, as old as you are, why would you make a comment like that about a child? There, there must be a reason why. And you're a judge. So you're telling me if she only, you think, that's how you think in the courtroom. You, you see where I'm going here? See, this is why we're governed by defilement because we won't step up for the victims. How can you talk about a child like that? That's a child. I don't care what she got on. That's a child. That's somebody's daughter. And there's a reason why she's dressed like that. And it's a shame for you to even that even come out. How can you be governed like that in your mouth? That tells me where you are in your courtroom. But because we're not confident in standing and knowing he's God, who's going to stand for those type of people? We need righteous judges. Come on, I say we need righteous judges. We need righteous people in the system. I don't care where you work. You need to be governed by the spirit. And the Bible says when you're in leadership, the city is happy. When you're in leadership, the business is happy. When you're in leadership, the school is happy. When you're in... You know why? Because you're governance. You're governed by a different kingdom. You're led by a different spirit. So you're setting different laws according to divine implementation. I, I'm excited about your growth. But the first step of growth, watch this. You got to have the heart of God to forgive quickly. Because the more you hold on to people, it's too much weight for you to move forward. And some of us are trying to move forward, but you're still hanging on to burdens. You're still hanging on to what people did and how they said it. And God is saying, I need you to let that weight go because I, I, I can't freely give to you. Because you're going to keep interpreting your whole life around what happened. Rather than the newness. That's why Paul said, forget those things which are be. And I press towards the mark of the high calling. How many of you ready for the high calling? 
which means you got to stop letting things hold you to the lower one. God will rather you cry out your eyes and letting go than you holding on. And some of you need that. You've been through too much. Your soul is, 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 is diverted. It's, it's defiled. You're saved, but your soul is sick. God is saying, I come to deliver your soul. That's what we're called to save. But for you to allow God to save your soul, watch this. How many of you know you don't allow God to do anything you don't trust him in? So even if I say God is love, if you don't trust him to be love, he won't be it. This is why we got to learn what the true gospel is. You know what the true gospel is? You know what he said? He said, listen, repentance comes through my love. So stop telling people to change. Watch this. And give them reason why they should. Because I'm not going to take what they're going through away from them. I'm going to teach them how to choose me over it. See, some of you, well, God ain't take that away from you yet. You ain't, no, 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 no. See, you, you, your doctrine broken. No, no, God never said he's going to take it away. He said you're going to learn to live above it. You're going to live above and not be, you're going to be the head and not the. Tell somebody I'm going to learn to live above it. How did I, because I learned more of God. If he takes it away, that, that ain't proving nothing. That, that could just mean that, you know. He took it away. He don't know if he, I, I love him more than that. I don't know if my wife loved me more until another man and might be a little nicer than me. <laughs> All right, girl, I got swag, girl. You, girl, you ain't going to get nothing better than this, girl. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I ain't even going to say that. Y'all stay in the spirit. Hallelujah. I say that for the marriage course. Hallelujah. Are y'all understanding that? Which means God is so loving, he's trying to release so much of who he really is to you. Watch this. In fact, he said, you're only going to love me because I love you first. Which means until you interpret how much I loved you. That's called the price. Until you interpret how much I loved you. See, you think my cry is because of what, what I'm going through. No, no, no. My cry is how much he loved me, but I still, why am I still acting like this and he loved me so much? Which means his love should be calling you. To come home, to come closer. We've been thinking that God don't want us. It's a lie from hell. The reality of it is, watch this. He died, yet you were a sinner. Somebody say, yet I was a sinner. He died. Bring that song, that Lord bless you uh, song back. You can bring the instrumental, that's fine. I want to pray for you. Somebody say, yet I was a sinner. He died. You know how to save the world? Y'all want to give me a secret of how to save the world? Help them to see him and the price that he paid while they were sinners. You don't know God's love until you know sin. Can I share something with you? Everybody went through sin. You had to. You know why? You don't know his love outside of it. Which means the capacity of his love is according to the capacity that you messed up. Ah, it's in your Bible. That's why God said, listen, I'm going to confound the wise. 
I'm going to use the foolish things to confound the, which means the one you was talking about in the corner that come from the strip club, the one that you thought was a drunk mess, I'm going to use him to show him that he's great. That he knows me more than you think you know me being in church for 10 years. You know why? Because I need to prove to you that it wasn't your strength. It wasn't your church. It was me doing it the whole time. Be careful how you handle my children. Be careful how you handle what people are doing. You need to teach them the good news. That it's my grace, not by your works. You want to save the world, you better come into the good news. You can't give a grace that you don't see. They want him. How many of you say, I want him? Come on, I want him. I want my purpose. I want peace. I want joy. I want, listen to me. You know why pastor get all deliberated? Because I don't know how to live without him. I don't have a life without him. I'm so sorry. I'm scared to be, when I'm, my mind is in the natural, I'm, it's, it's fearful for me. I tell my family, honey, I got to go pray. I, I, can't, I can't, this mind uh, in the flesh. It's scary for me because I, I need to have an awareness of my father. I need to have the awareness of his spirit I, because it's going to hold me together. Come on. How many of you say your mind get away from you pretty easy? Come on. I don't know about you. My mind get away from me. I, I, I need God. I need God. Lift your hands. I want to pray over you. God is doing a remnant. He's building a remnant. He said, I'm looking for children after my heart. Some of you have been downing yourself, not knowing that you are the best candidate for the grace of God. I'm going to say that again. Some of you have been running away, not knowing that you're the best candidate for the grace of God. And today God is calling you higher. Pray with me, saints, just for a second. You're the best candidate for the grace of God. You're the best candidate for the grace of God. Paul said his, his strength is made perfect in my weakness. Which means wherever I'm weak, he's strong. But the only way that strength is going to come is if I yield. Come on, yield to him. Yield to him. Turn it up just a little bit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that our minds and our hearts, that we come right now, God, in total submission to your will. We say yes to you today. Whatever I've been holding hostage, unforgiveness I've been holding, ah, unforgiveness I've been holding, I let it go today. I realized, God, that I've been waiting on what someone didn't even have the capacity to give me. But I declare today that you are the capacity, that you are my capacity, that you are the lover of my soul. Oh, God, heal the little boy in your people. Heal the little girl in them, God. Heal the brokenhearted, Jesus. Heal them. <laughs> heal them, God. Heal them, heal them, heal them, heal them. 
Come on, lift your hands high. Yeah, surrender. Come on, surrender to your father. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forgive their debts as he has forgiven my debts. Lord, I forgive today. I let go and let God. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all, Torah, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rondo Labrosataya. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Turn it down just for, for a second. With every hand lifted and every eye closed. Every hand lifted, every eye closed. I really feel that God is calling some of you. And he's saying, listen to me. Today, I've showed you that I'm for you. You do not have to run from me. You do not have to run from me. I want you to bring your weakness and I'm going to turn it into strength. I want to bring your weakness and I'm going to turn it into strength. I'm going to bring your, come on, bring whatever you have. And I want to turn it into what I have. And at the sound of my voice, if you say today, Pastor, that's me, I want to go and I want to turn. I want you to come up here, I want to pray with you. Come on, come on, come on. If you say, I'm ready to take that step forward. Come on, I don't want to cycle. I'm ready to take that step forward. Come up here, lift your hands. God is wanting to show you. He is for you. And when he's for you, nothing can be against you. When he's for you, nothing can be against you. Come on, you can come right here. When he's for you, nothing can be against you. Come on, just lift your hands. Let the love of God touch you. Nothing can be against you. Nothing can be against you. Listen to me, some of you, you might not be in Egypt. Watch this. But you're still not getting into the promised land. You might not in your past, but you need to learn to get to the promised land. So you still need a depth of his love to hold your mind together for where you're going. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to heal the brokenhearted. And as believers, you got to learn to protect the brokenhearted. You better learn to protect the vulnerable. Don't you let dogs and mutilators and defilement violate the brokenhearted. These are God's children. I say these are God's children. Turn it up for me. Come on, pray, saints. Pray, saints. Pray, saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many know that he's for you? I say, how many of you know that he's for you? How many are ready to go to the high call? Let, let me tell you something. You don't let no man take your moments from God. For you to grow in this government, you have to learn, I love you. You have to learn how to move with the spirit of God.
You have to learn to move with the Spirit, Spirit of God. Ken, come here, man. I want to pray for you, man. Come on, come on. You good? All right, all right, all right. You, you have to know how to keep moving. Are y'all catching me? Because when you allow the Spirit to keep walking and upgrading you, there is nothing that can stop you. Are y'all catching me? How many are you ready to be unstoppable? Come on, how many are you ready to be unstoppable? God is calling you for, to go beyond you. How many are you ready to go beyond you? Give God a hand clap. Come on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many are blessed by the day? How many of y'all understand the correlation of communication? Which means we got to learn to carry our cross. Hold it together. Hold it. To, tell somebody, hold it together. I'm learning to hold my tongue. I'm going to hold it together. Amen. Love conquers all. Love conquers all. What conquers all? Love. Don't fight alone. God will fight your battles. Who will fight your battles? But there is a process of allowing him to fight them. Which means you got to take it out of your hands into. Which means when you get it out of your hands. Oh, I'm serious. Some of you going to buy lunch for your enemy. They got a gift on the way. Monday morning, you're coming in with a big smile. You know what? I know we were battling. But you know what? I bought you something. What if your enemy was really the one that you were supposed to disciple? What if what you're perceiving is your discipler? It's going to trigger you. Watch this. The word is going to address you. Watch this. What you do when it addresses you will determine where you're going to go. When it addresses you, watch this. A lot of times it addresses you and you come into an emotion. Somebody say emotional. The reason why it comes emotional, this is why. Because every trigger or every issue that happened in your life, it didn't come only logical. It came emotional. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So the spirit realm, it actually hits you in that emotion. That's why sometimes you get emotional and you don't know what's going on with you. Because the reality of it is, God never told you to focus on what you've been through. He told, Watch this. The only reason why you're focusing on it is because the spirit has to lead you to focus. Forget those things which are what? So you got to get out of it and press on to God's mark. Watch this. And as you're walking with God, he's going to highlight what you're holding on to. When you come into that emotion, you have to allow the release to happen. Somebody say, let the release happen. Get to the bathroom. Get to the room. Don't let nobody steal the moment. Somebody say, moment of growth. Hallelujah. Give God a hand clap one more time. Hallelujah. At this moment, we're going to prepare our tithes and offering. 
Glory to God. How many of you enjoyed Thanksgiving? How many of y'all ate a lot? How many of y'all overate? How many of y'all have some peach cobbler left that you can give me a bowl of? Hallelujah. I want you to give all our visitors a hand and, and second time for it. Come on, give them a hand. It's good to see you all. Glory to God. As you are preparing your tithes and offering, come on, give though. We had five people join last Sunday. Come on, give them a hand clap. Amen. How many of you, are, since you've been here, how many are growing exponentially? Amen. Come on, you, what you would have got in five years, you're going to get in, come on, a couple of months. Amen. Amen. I always want to uh, always create an opportunity. If you don't have a church home and you do need a church home, I want you to lift your hands. We would love to to join here at Believers Connection. Amen. So if you do need a church home, go ahead and lift your hand. Amen. Come on. Give a hand clap. In fact, come up on up here. Hallelujah. Come on. Give a hand. You know what? She made a deep commitment. And we're, as a family, we're going to hold together. And I'm proud of you. And so I just wanted to send you up here. To, oh, come on, give another hand. Thank you for joining. When you're done, go see Angela. She'll get you situated. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I, I, I'm believing God that we're going to grow out of this place and get a bigger place. Amen. You know why? Because we're going to have real change, real development. Amen. And we need space for these children. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 